love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. So I am extremely, extremely, extremely excited to have with me today a young man who is absolutely brilliant and that I have had such an honor to watch grow for like, I feel like almost a decade. We're getting old, man. But yeah, I got Leander Williams Jr. on the line today. Leander, how are you, friend? Man, it's a beautiful day to be great. I'm super excited to be here with you. (laughs) I'm excited to have you here. You know, it's one of those things like all this time has gone by. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't realize you were first gen. I missed that. But nonetheless, you know, I I love that we've been able to reconnect and, and just share the journeys with each other. And you have done so much. And I want you to be the one to tell the people who you are and what you do. Oh, wow. Well, I don't even know where to start. Honestly, it's just been so much going on. And the last time we talked, you know, I told you like, hey, it's been a process. (laughs) It's been a journey. And that is all true. But just kind of to go back to where I'm from, you know, I rep hard. Beulah, Mississippi. That's what shaped me, honestly. You know, growing into an impoverished area, poverty-stricken, bad, no opportunities. And I mean that, like, seriously. Most people just say it, but no, we live this. And, you know, my whole thing was like, okay, my family never graduated from college, never went to college, They just had to make do and they sacrificed a lot on our behalf so we could have that opportunity. So for me, you know, it was the hope factor. Go to school, get an education, make it work, get a job and go from there. That was the advice I received from somebody who didn't go to college. So it was like, okay, well, let's give it a chance. Let's give it a shot. So I went off to college, Mississippi University for Women, marketing, legal studies was my majors. And uh, finished there in three years, actually, with the double major. Did extremely well. I mean, extremely well. <laughs> Not to brag on myself, but just saying that. It's all right. It's okay. Tell the people. <laughs> like, a moment for me right there. <laughs> yeah, so the NCAA president there. Like, did so many things. Uh, leadership roles I held. And it was just amazing. And I really grew as a person there, as a professional, the whole nine. I'm left there and kind of pursued my education at University of Mississippi School of Law. And that's when everything hit me. <laughs> I took a turn for, I won't say worse, but it was difficult. And through that process, I really learned that my reasoning behind why I wanted to follow this dream was selfish. Mm. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we was taught in school, these respected areas were in those industries was you know, either you be a lawyer or you be a doctor, whatever the case may be. So I'm following the dream strictly based on money, honestly. We didn't have that. So I wanted to change that dynamic for my family. And I was chasing the dream since like seventh grade, honestly. And two weeks into it, 
I'm like, you know what? I can't do this for the rest of my life. Why? Because, you know, it's really not worth it at the end of the day to be chasing this for the money and then not doing something you love. Like, come on. The moment, I mean, the moment, probably a week after that, it's like everything turned for the worse. Like my whole entire foundation shook up. Like, no, now we're about to show you. It's like the good Lord. I'm a man of faith. So it's like the higher power was like, yo, I'm about to show you exactly what I have you here for. Like all the selfish reasoning behind what you're doing, time out for it. Let's get serious. <laughs> Let's make it happen. And I went through, oh man, can I say hell? <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> I went through pure hell, but I'm the type of guy who once I start something, I want to finish. So I suffered through that three years of to get my law degree and actually got it. But after that, you know, it's like, okay, well, what's next? So that was the big question. And it got to a point where through the relationships I've built through going to school, like I ended up reaching back out to those people. And that's how, you know, I ended up having a conversation with Archie Kern. It's my business partner currently. And it was just amazing how we were on the same page. Like, yo, the first direction was this, but now we're in a whole different industry doing something completely separate from what we thought we were going to do. And the door opened up from there, like just helping people through financial literacy. And that was the thing that rested with me was like, okay, you left an impoverished area to change the whole financial profile to where you're at but now it's not just for your family's sake man you got to go back and help these communities where you grew up in similar to that same upbringing same layout and you go change it Mm. you know i want to ask you because as you were talking about changing course because here you are going to not just any law school university of mississippi law school right i mean we know that's flagship in, in the state and for you a young black male from beulah to have navigated your way from beulah to muw to ole miss and you thrived in all of your environments and you ended up you know graduating you know with your law degree how did you resolve within yourself no longer being this lawyer or being on this path that you were so sure was going to change your life for the better, especially in the financial landscape and even having that, you know, I'm a lawyer to what am I going to do next? How did you resolve that? How did you navigate that? Because that's not easy. No, it's not. And it was difficult. Why? Because of course, a lot of people follow me since I was, man, <laughs> elementary school. I say, I've done well, like, even during that period, you know, my family's really respected in the area. So we were the group of people like, okay, they're going to do well, you know, mm-hmm. just off the strength of that. <laughs> and, you know, they really wanted to see me, like, sincerely, my community wanted to see me do well. And of course, that was my driving force at the beginning. Like, okay, I got to make this happen. So once I reached that point, it was like, okay, I don't want to do this. It became a thing where it's like, okay, do you really want to not do this or you just scared of something? So a lot of people was coming from that angle like, okay, I don't think, you know, he got it in him. Like he, he reached a point where he can't go any further. And it was, a, it was a bit embarrassing. I'll tell you the truth. Like, because I had no clue what was next. And to have, you know, come to the moment where you plan your life and you had every step in order. And now you're at a point where like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> and that was very difficult to accept. And, you know, the people around you, especially the loved ones want to see you do well, they don't really understand. So until it got to a point where like, okay, I'm comfortable with knowing 
the unknown. <laughs> and I can accept this now. And me being a man of faith, man, I trust that the same Lord that brought me through the time before can get me through this again. And I'm glad I waited it out. Mm, that's real. And I can appreciate your honesty. And I appreciate you sharing that we sometimes go for the dream and realize in, in chasing the dream and getting to it that this ain't it. And having to get to that place and having to recalibrate to not be afraid to do that because that's exactly what you did. Because I mean, everybody, like I said, everybody expecting, you know, and I, and I know you was Los. So everybody, <laughs> Los gonna be the lawyer, you know, Los the lawyer, like, you know, he going for he had, he had old Missy in there. And then, you know, it, it got quiet and it was like, okay, what is he doing now? And I know that had to be tough for you, but I appreciate you for honoring your truth oh, and yeah. for seeing the need and for even going back home to say, you know, I got this, this is what I'm doing and, and this is how I'm going to do it. Kind of even speaking of what you talked about, you know, you went from being in the space of wanting to be a lawyer to finding yourself now in the financial literacy, which is big, big, especially I think, you know, with our, our black culture, I'll say that. And, and those who don't know better, mm-hmm. you can't do better unless you know better. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about what you're doing um, with your partner, Archie, what you all got going on down there and, and how that's, you know, impacting your community now. OK, well, this company, man, has just been like. A blessing all in itself. And I I, I kind of pretty much put it on the fact that our start came from a sense of like pure impact selflessness. Like we wanted to help people sincerely. Like our whole goal was to kind of build business credit for our company, to use that, leverage it, to, you know, get in with some investments and whatnot, different opportunities there. But uh, we were helping people restore credit along the way. And it got to a point where we created a system where we were doing it like quick, <laughs> very quick. They were getting results like fast. And just to see people lives change through that process, like calling us like, yo, I can get this house I've been wanting to get for years, or I want to get this car. Like I want to secure this loan to start this business venture or whatever the case may be for them. Like just to hear people say that, like that gave us that force to like, like that drive to be like, like, let's get it. And it got to a point where we started doing seminars, like educating people in our communities about it, how important it is within the culture. And that kind of branched off from there. And it kind of really put us to a point where not only are we focusing on those individuals, we're now currently in the process of building entrepreneurs. Like we want to change the narrative in business because that's our like expertise level. That's what we love. That's what we do on a day-to-day basis. And just understanding that whole dynamic, like 534,000 businesses start each month. Eight Mm. out of 10 of those businesses fail. So look at that. And the thing is, what is the biggest factor like stopping them from like keeping it going? And that happens within the 18-month window. Like they're failing within that. They don't reach that point. So... We want to change that narrative by giving you the funding, showing you how to get the funding, how to build business credit, separating your personal from your business. Like we want to give you that information, share that with you. And we both, you know, sat down, created the magnet and not mad. <laughs> That's what we say, but mad, M-A-G, making your business credible, access to high limit credit cards and loans and growing your business faster without using your personal finances again. And that's our tagline. That's what we stand by. 
and it's a proven system and it's just been amazing just seeing the number of entrepreneurs grow mm. you know i really really love that especially as a, an entrepreneur that this is out there and that it's out there even more so for people of color and i say that because business credit changed the game for me a whole lot and it, like yourself people don't know what's available to them and they they find themselves in these awkward spots because it's like I'm putting all of my personal exactly. into this but I'm like don't you have a business utilize that but you don't know what you don't know and that's you know the I don't say the unfortunate part but that's the challenging part of it which also you know makes me curious as to did you grow up with you know financial literacy being taught in your home you know and, and or at least what did that look like and how did you even take an interest in it now? Because again, that's quite the transition from law to financial literacy. Right. In my household, no. Mm. <laughs> we were we were poor. It's okay <laughs> it to be broke. <laughs> And it came, you know, and I had a two-parent household that you had to really think about. But, you know, it was times where ends just couldn't be met. And, you know, it was a difficult thing, you know, seeing my parents have to struggle through that. So that's why I was so passionate about going, getting education or whatever I can to get some money. So that was the driving force initially. And then it kind of branched off into being some so magnificent as it is now. And through the process of going to school, meeting mentors, like, yo, it changed my whole perspective on a lot. And a lot of people always say, oh, he don't pay you to advertise his book, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, yo, changed the game for me tremendously. And I think a lot of people can say the same. But uh, yeah, that definitely encouraged me to understand this area more. And then it just went from there. And those things, like applying those lessons, principles to my life changed my life. So I wanted to definitely give other people that opportunity. And what I can feel and the message for the people who are listening is follow that of which interests you. True. But I'd also say that for you, just because you weren't exposed to it, it didn't give you any excuse to not go forward. I agree. Because I mean, like being honest with you, I didn't have but a limited idea of financial literacy in my household growing up as well. But my grandfather was one who was like, if you ain't got the money, don't spend it. <laughs> that was his whole philosophy. Um, you know, if you don't have the money, don't spend it. He used to always tell me as a kid, you know, pay yourself first. I'm giving you $5. What you going to do with this $5? And I'm like, I'm going to go to the corner store and get me some snacks. <laughs> and he'd be like, nah, you know, he say, you know, ask me for change, you know, break it down, take $1, put it in your piggy bank. So he gave me a mindset to save and think about things, you know, over life. But like yourself, I've had to learn over the years and be exposed. So shout out to the mentors out here changing lives and putting people on. I agree. Really cool. So just out of total curiosity, if you're willing to share, if you could give anybody listening to this one one tip and I, you know, an entrepreneur or somebody who's just working to get their personal credit together or just thinking about financial literacy, what advice would you give them or what tip would you give them to think about that really should be at the forefront of their minds right now? Be obedient. And what I mean by that is that everybody's situation is completely different. Your journey is going to be completely different from mine. But there's that thing that rests in you and you know what it is. It rests on you heavy. It keep you up at night. You know you need to be doing it, but you haven't gotten to it yet. Be obedient to that thing. Whether family members, mom, dad don't see it the way you see it, follow that vision out. Why? Because that was specifically, uniquely made for you. Follow it out. Be obedient to it. 
and watch how your life change. Mm, I take that. For the people, y'all got that? <laughs> All right. So kind of thinking about, you know, your life after after graduate school a little bit. You know, let's 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 talk about that. What did you expect, you know, to happen now that you again are this first generation college graduate? You are now, you know, a lawyer and the world is yours. What did you hope for and what didn't happen? Oh man, I <laughs> I wanted to be a whole lot richer. But I think I would have been messed all of that up. I think everything has its timing and oh yeah. Big I was a selfish as I don't get out. And I've grown a lot through my failures. Like the failures I've had was a mirror for me. Like it really showed me where I was at that point in those areas where I needed to work on and grow. And that's what's happening now. I'll say that. I can definitely say I'm not loose (laughs) (laughs) as much as I was then. But uh, I'm really growing into Leander Williams Jr. And that's, man, like, man, I can't even tell you. Like, it's been a journey. And I'm excited for everything that happened, the good and the bad because this really has shaped me into an individual like I can't even recognize now. And that's the beauty of being, of just operating in purpose and just to find that and live in it, man, and live in my truth. Like, it means a lot to me. And I just wish everybody else can, you know, join along. Like, live in your truth. Everything in due time, you know, and I think people come around to it and you had to, like I said, go through some darkness even to get to yours. But everything that you go through shakes you, like you said, and that's, that's the beauty of life that is always all good. I definitely you know, did. I made that comment earlier that I said, like, you know, you broke it. I said, it's okay because it's a temporary situation. You don't always have to be where you are. So I, I can dig that. Agreed. But also thinking about, you know, how you have grown. What do you wish somebody would have told you about life that you just had to learn on your own? You just like, yo, seriously, somebody could have <laughs> saved me for this. <laughs> Everything that relates to financial literacy. Oh, wow. (laughs) I would have been a whole different situation. I think it was to a point where it was like the light bulb clicked at one moment. And I think I had a conversation with my dad. I was like, yo, why you ain't telling me about this? Like, did you know anything about this? Like, I would have been in a whole different situation. But, you know, he was just sharing what he knew from his vantage point. Like, you can't. You can't knock anybody for that. Like he did well, you know, even coming from the environment he came from. Like he he took it a step further. So it's now it's time for me to take it even farther. So, you know, that I just wish I had that background in financial literacy because yo, I would have been good. I would have reached the the rich point at an early age then. But however, having that desire to want to know more. It just gave me the drive to, you know, want to teach other people who were in the same situation I was in. So now I can break the cycle from the people who more my age hoping for this information or wanting this information. So now, you know, just change that whole entire cycle for them. Like, so that's my thing. Teach back anything I know, like all the knowledge I receive. Like, I want to share that information with people. So it could be uh, in a whole different zone than I was in when I was at their age. Mm. I can feel that because sometimes I think about what if I would have done more research when I was in school, grad school, maybe I'd just be a professor now and I would have been pursuing administration and realizing like administration just isn't my fit because I love, love, love teaching and learning and researching and knowledge. But you get to things when you get to things and that's not 
that it, you know, it's anything bad on your part. It's just in due time. Exactly. Um, we've really got to learn the value of in due time. I think that's some of the most powerful words I've ever heard. But you don't realize what that means as a 16, 17 year old. Like everything in due time. Like, no, I want it now. Right. <laughs> but, but, but in due time is always a good thing. Yeah, but I have a straight curiosity though. You know, somebody who is starting a business or thinking about starting a business from even like that financial perspective, what thing would you tell them that they need to do first based off the experiences you've had especially being that you advise people who are in entrepreneurship? Three things I kind of lay out for a lot of people. Awareness, accept, and commit. Like become aware of where you are and know exactly what you want to do. Like know that down code. After that point, accept it. Like whatever that is for you, whatever like you love to do, accept it. Like don't change up who you are just to make it work. Like no, it's something in you that you do that nobody else can <laughs> accept that. Like, and then once you do do that, commit. Commit to it, like no days off, like focus in on it. Like, I don't care what that idea. It may look crazy to a lot of people. Like it was once upon a time where people didn't even believe like the internet would actually happen. And you know how that boom happened, you know, boom. Like it was, a, it, it was started with an idea. Like he became aware of what he wanted to make happen. <laughs> he accepted it regardless of how or what people thought and then now like look look at how the entire industry the entire world has changed because of an idea so follow it through I don't care how crazy it looks like make it happen we need it definitely so I can't like, want to say low so I'm trying to be professional know, here you, you know, here, hey, you, know. Low. <laughs> you know you know <laughs> for those of you who don't know Lowe's he is amazing young man. He's very straightforward. He's the same person, but just like myself, like I told you, like myself, if you know me, know me, you know I'm Nisi. And so that's probably going to be a shock to a lot of folks who hear that. But if you know me, know me, you know Nisi. And the <laughs> old listener who know me, you're like, yeah, I know Nisi. You know Nisi. But it's just, you know, I, I've seen it, like I said, seen the transition to Leander as mine is going from Eve to Dr. Eve. You know, we even go with that too. She's two different people too. <laughs> um, but, you know, thinking about um, something else that I, that I learned about you recently, I was like, yo, he out there getting it. Maple Daisy Properties? Yes. <laughs> what are you not doing? Like, you just going back home and just taking over. Oh, man. Tell us about this venture as well, because you got financial literacy on one side. You got, you know, real estate on the other side. Like, and if you know what you know what you know, those are two things to be in. Oh, yeah. If you can master them, I'll, I'll say that. Oh, yeah. That's a company started with my cousin a couple years back. And it's crazy how making the transition to really understanding financial literacy, business credit, a whole nine, how that entire company itself has changed because of this knowledge now. And like when we started off, we used personal money. Like we tied a lot up into it, took a lot of losses on our first property. Like, oh, I can, <laughs> I can write a book on it. But that was the thing that taught me. It was like, okay, now I really know how this process works. Like, let's move forward with it. Take the losses, like learn from it <laughs> and just keep it going. So I did that and then got involved, of course, with financial literacy, not too far from it, maybe a year or so. And just being introduced to business credit and how I can leverage that, like even the cash flow of the cash cards that I get through business credit, liquidate it, get a property under market value, take this money, invest in it, refi, and boom, pay that card off. And then I still got this asset going, put me a tenant in. Yo, it's like 
let's keep going. Let's repeat these prizes. Like we <laughs> we'll be wealthy real soon. <laughs> Back to life. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just beautiful. Like how everything I was getting involved in kind of start to come together, and it made sense. Like everything was centered around financial literacy, and without having that background, that backbone of knowing how, like I I've never been reached this point. That's it's just I like that you put it all together. I like that nothing that you're doing is separate of itself, but it all influences the other thing. Right. That's that's a word. That's that's a word. I caught that. I was listening like, man, you know, it's, it's all intentional because we should be feeding into our dreams, into our passion, into our strengths, not separately, but all together. I agree. So that's, that's a good example of that. Really curious to know, because I don't think I asked you this earlier, so I want to circle back around and, and just know, what is the best piece of advice anybody's ever given you? <laughs> the best piece of advice for me, like I'll be honest, and it wasn't too far off, which really changed my whole perspective on a lot it was Gary V. He was talking to a young lady and she asked him, like, what advice can you give me? He said, you are going to die. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and it resonated with me so well because it's like a lot of times we sit here and think we got time on our side. No, we can't control that. Like one thing we do know, we are going to die. Like that's going to happen. We can't even, man, change that. Like that's, that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing about it, we don't know when. So there's a gift. There's life in you now. Get started. Get the running. Don't stop. Make it happen by all means, because there are a lot of people out there depending on that gift that you have. And if you don't give it to them, you will stall their growth. You will stall their life. Like, stop stalling on your greatness. Live it out. And if you see like my platform, that's all I'm talking about because for the longest, like there have been times, you know, I'm sleeping on gifts, sleeping on purpose, seriously. And I could have been doing this work for the longest only if I would have just been obedient to that thing that was inside of me. Like I said earlier, and just think about the number of people that have been impacted from the start up until now. Like we've been impactful to a lot of people now, but just think about if we just would have been got the ball rolling ahead of time and, and doing it. So my advice and my challenge to you is like, get the ball rolling. Like you're going, you are going to die. That is a guarantee. But what you do in between that time until death, that, that what matters most. That's real talk. You saying that just makes me think of the pressure that I sometimes put on myself to stay committed to what I'm doing. And I say the pressure, like it's on, it's, it's on. Like this is all I get. And I'd rather spend all my moments doing what I love and that I enjoy and what is meaningful right. than to do anything less than that. I agree. And, and then more than anything, because uh, again, I know that one guarantee and as much as I don't like talking about it or wanting to accept it, it just is what it is. And so in the meantime, do what matters and do it well. And, and enjoy it because nobody can live your life for you. And, and that's something that I've taken to as well. So that's that was powerful. And I really like Gary Vee. I follow his work. <laughs> you know, I, I tap in, watch his videos because he's always saying, you know, you talk about the eight out of 10 businesses that fail. And he says, because people give up, you know, and they don't believe and, you know, things happen and then they don't press forward like you got to And they don't take action. So it's just, yeah, he's 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 awesome guy. And I never met him, but. But I, you know, if I ever met him one day, like shout out to Gary, he first did too. Shout out to Gary V. <laughs> Get on this track, homie. Uh, um, 
But, but yeah, but, but cool, cool. I'm enjoying this conversation. And of all the things you said, you've mentioned things, you know, just being aware of self, you know, being motivated, learning, reflecting. I've gotten a lot of things from you out, out of this. But I'd like to know just specifically, what is important in life? Time. <laughs> Time is very important. Like now, you know, I guess that just that sense of urgency in me now. And I know, you know, life is in cycles. Like you start to see, you know, your aunts and uncles that was once moving around, making stuff happen. Now they're, you know, older, like the grandma and granddad now. And you kind of start to see them fading off. And you're like, yo, I'm, I'm pretty much up next. So it's like, go back to what I was saying. Like, you really got to take advantage of the time you got. Cause it's gonna end one day and you're gonna expire. So like get focused, man. Like I really want like I wanna see so many people win, like it's crazy. Like I see gifts just like slept on day to day. And only if we could just like hone in on this, man, you'll be oh man, the world has just been a whole different place. But yeah, that's my thing though. Like seriously, I value time. Mm-hmm. Like time with family, like finding that balance. Uh, with, with what I do through WK Financial Group, like finding that balance to distribute my time to those things that matters most to me. So you mentioned time, you know, being that thing that is most important. And I couldn't agree more because I'm so sensitive about my time. <laughs> I'm so sensitive about it. <laughs> but you know how people talk about being woke, especially in the African-American community. People, oh, be woke, you know, got to stay woke, stay woke. I think that your level of wokeness right now, because I don't think it just has to be about culture. You know, right. I think being being woke is a lot of things like I'm like you wide awake and you get it. And it's something about getting it that changes the game. Right. You, you, you get it. And you have given the fact that you come from though a two parent home, one that was, you know, a struggle. Like I said, from Beulah, people gonna have to go, where's Beulah? Like, you know, like, you know, but from Beulah, Mississippi, that still, in spite of the struggle, in spite of being first gen and, you know, discovering later on after you get to old miss that you don't wanna be a lawyer, that there is no excuse. Right. You know, there's there is no excuse to wake up and live as though you are awake that you get it like you get it and that's powerful and out of people listening who who not there yet they're like what you talking about but to be awake fully means to realize like you said that this is all i get there is no redo right there is no starting over and i love that um this is a really deep conversation on so many levels because even to say time what person you know your age gonna say time <laughs> that's how my granddaddy would have said you know time but he always he's always tell me you can't get your time back okay. you can't get your time back and i used to wonder why was i so don't waste my time don't waste my time or when i think about what things i want to invest in or not invest in or people i want to be around i think about my time first and and leave it at that so yeah man look you got me over here in my feelings but for good reasons <laughs> but we had a point of, of wrapping it up you know because I, I know that you know I, I promise you i wouldn't keep you all day but i could keep you all day because i like talking to you oh, yeah, we, can talk for, we can talk for hours <laughs> i know that for sure and ain't nothing change yeah because yeah, yeah, we, we have man look the good old days the good old days but definitely you know as we're wrapping up just the one thing that i i like to ask is what is that thought or that message or that, that thing that you want to leave all of us with that we can carry with us for the rest of our lives? Oh, wow. <laughs> no well, pressure, I, no pressure. Well, I, well, I promise, like I said earlier, you know, my thing is I'm a man of faith, like truthfully. I don't like, that's my truth. I believe in higher power. I know God is real. That's for me. 
And my mom always said, like, I know you talk about financial literacy and all this kind of stuff. I understand. But I don't ever hear you talk about God <laughs> because, you know, that's a personal relationship with me. But I told her, I promised her every platform I get, I'll make sure I'll tell people this. And this is true. For, this is true for me. That's how, I, how I've been successful. And regardless of how, you know, people give the cliche answers, like what is that thing that got you to be successful? All this kind of stuff. And most people hit you with the hard work, dedication, consistency. Like, don't get me wrong. Those things are very important. But being obedient to the good Lord, <laughs> I mean that, being obedient, that's the thing that took me to a whole nother level. Like all the things he told me about prior to through prayer was like, it's not where you need to be or this, like you don't need to be doing this or all these different kind of things. And for so long, you know, I was trying to justify why I shouldn't be doing this and all this kind of stuff. But honestly, the moment I became obedient and lived in my truth, man, it changed everything for me. That That's really what brought me to this point now. Like I can't even say a lot to you. I did not know or knew in a million years that I'll be educating people about financial literacy. And I'll be honest, never thought. So when people say, oh, man, it's good to see you doing this. Like, nah, this wasn't the plan of my life. <laughs> I'll tell you that all back, all praise to the most high on this. Like, seriously, like being obedient to it changed my life. Like, oh, man, like never before. Mm, I felt that <laughs> being obedient and, and, and staying the course. Because in the end, it all pays itself off. Oh, it really, really does. Yo, look, Leander. Um, <laughs> I I love every conversation that we've ever had, and I, and I mean that. Like, and I'm thinking, like, gosh, every time we talk, it's just good energy, and it's and it's positivity, and it's and it's forward thinking, and and that's a beautiful thing. I want to definitely thank you for your time today for coming on and letting the people know, you know, what options are available to them in terms of like just financial literacy and building credit for their businesses. Because I know there are a lot of first gens out there that want to get into entrepreneurship, don't know how. And even you being first gen, helping the people, like this is what it's all about, helping each other. But for those who want to connect with you and know a little bit more about what you're doing or asking questions or maybe partner, collaborate, where can they find you on the internet that was once just a thought in somebody's head? But yeah, where can they find you on the internet? You can follow me on uh, Facebook, Leander Williams Jr. Uh, same goes for Instagram. The business page, you can find us at wkfingroup.com. Our Facebook is WK Financial Group. And for all my entrepreneurs out there, really serious and dedicated to getting funding for their business to start it, www.magmethod.com. That's M-A-G-Method.com. Check that out. Like, don't miss the opportunity. Jump on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Landon, for being here today. We appreciate you. And we going to catch you on the other side. Not now. I don't mean the other side, but you know, like, we're going to catch you on the internet. It was a pleasure, man. I thank you so much, Dr. Eve. Like, I really mean that. And in the words of Zig Ziglar, I see you at the top. <laughs> hey, already.